Hey guys, BTBT is back with part two of the last day of Summerfest, and we pick up right where we left off. The episode is jam-packed with some of New York's craft beer heavy hitters coming straight out of the Bronx and Brooklyn. Guest features include Gunhill Brewery, Lineup Brewery, Five Burrows Brewery, and Innerborough Spirits and Ales. Now don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, and if you like what you hear, leave us a good review. We appreciate the support. Now go and grab a few beers and check out the latest dose of dopeness from the BTBT crew. Cheers. All right, this is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, and we are back with another special guest from Gunhill Brewery, sir. Please introduce yourself. I'm Dave Lopez. I'm one of the owners of Gunhill. Awesome, man. Awesome. And uh, now tell us, tell us a little bit about the history of Gunhill. So we opened about three and a half years ago. Um, when we opened, we were the first production brewery in the Bronx. Um, we do a wide range of styles. We have a couple of, of core beers. We have two core IPAs that we make. One's more of an East Coast style. One's a little bit more West Coast style. We do a stout um, that's a, a foreign export stout called Void of Light. We do a New York State Pilsner. We do a Goldale. And then another beer that sort of brought its way into our staple is um, a rye saison that we do um, for the Broadway show Hamilton. Okay. That nice. will wow. also um, this year be at Madison Square Garden. Oh, nice. Nice. We'll oh, be able that's, to, that's to ha- have right that there. at the Knicks games. Yeah, we're Knicks and Rangers. Knicks and Rangers. Every, nice. Well, for every event. Right, right, right. Very cool, very cool. So, what are you guys pouring here tonight? So, here tonight we've got um, our Beast Coast, which is a double IPA. And then we've got our Derby winner, which is a barrel aged sour with. Ginger and mint, kind of like a mint julep. I actually started with that beer, and the mint, I didn't get much of the sour, but the mint was awesome, because normally you hear those things, and you're, yeah, sure, maybe it'll be in there, but that was really pronounced. I like that a lot. The the mint kind of cuts the sourness. Like, if you had the base beer, so like the barrel-aged sour, which we call, which is called Kentucky Common. Okay. Because it's aged, it's a sour beer aged in bourbon barrels. Gotcha. Um... It's a totally different beer than what you get. Like, it is heavy on the on the mint aroma right here, and then so the the mint and the ginger definitely cut some of the sourness. Very gotcha. nice. I, I need to try that. That I haven't had. I started actually with your double, which I which I really enjoyed. Uh, I had to wreck the palate early, so I just had to do that. But it was it was very nice, very smooth, tasty double that I definitely would uh, recommend. I, I have a question about the artwork behind your can. So that I actually first came across you guys because, you know, a local uh, craft beer can shop, I, I, uh, I just kind of picked up your cans. And a lot of the cans have a similar design and feel. Can you can you kind of talk about that? So our brand is New York-based. It's, it's very much, um, you know, if, if anyone's from New York, they've driven on I-95 or the Bronx River or they take the, the 2 or the 5 train, they know Gun Hill Road. So we're just off of Gun Hill Road. But what a lot of people don't know is that Gunhill is part of the name Gunhill comes from the Revolutionary War, and there was a battle at the um, what's now Woodlawn Cemetery. That the, there's a hill in the Woodlawn Cemetery that's that's that was called the Gunhill during the Revolutionary War, and so we're just off Gunhill Road. We named the brewery Gunhill. We try and keep a lot of Revolutionary era themed imagery names or war names or battle names and so a lot of our can work and our, our main logos are an homage to some of the revolutionary era 
So like, if you look at our the font of a lot of our stuff, the the font is sort of based out of like common sense from Tom Thomas Paine. Right. When when you look at it, like the first thing that kind of like when I was looking at it, it was, it's almost like Declaration of Independence. Exactly. You know, that's, that's exactly. I mean, that's kind of the idea. Is it's supposed to be in that vein. Yeah. Um, of the so, era, sort of. So so our a, a lot of our cans. So what we're, we're trying to mix it up a little bit because like one of the the complaints we've had is that our cans look very, very everything looks very very similar. So we're trying to mix it up a little bit in terms of what the can artwork looks like. Um, but what we do is with our with our core beers, everything is has that probably what you're familiar with with that really really hardcore the the logo in there silver can in the background with the american flag or some sort of flag on the bottom right that's kind of what we go for with our with our flagship beers or our mainstay beers and then with with the one-offs we kind of mix things that we're starting to mix things up a little bit now oh very cool very cool so, um, I mean, t taking a step back, can I ask, like, w w what did you used to do before you got into the craft beer scene? So, I, uh, my partner and I both had corporate jobs. Um, I worked, and I actually still have my job in, in finance, mm -hmm. in uh, sales and trading. And my business partner, Kieran, he was in um, IT management consult consultancy. Cool, cool. So, what, what was there, like, like a specific moment? Or, or an event where you guys were like, you know what, we we want to get into this craft beer scene. So yeah, we have the backstory, right? We uh, <laughs> we know each other from playing on a baseball team, like a, a men's baseball team, not softball, but baseball. You guys Mets fans? I am a Mets fan. He's a Yankee fan. Let's go, let's go Mets. <laughs> it's been a rough year. Very rough, but you know what? There's always next year, right? <laughs> Your Mets fan. I, I, I feel like I've said that. I feel like I've said that for uh, a long time. <laughs> 28 years of my life. Right. Yeah. Could be worse. You could be a Pirates fan. You're right. It could be worse. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that would be worse. But you know what? But at least, at least you have the Penguins and the Steelers. That is true, and that is my saving grace. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Beca right because here, so. because I I got the Jets, and that's not doing so Whoa. hot for me. Yeah. That's right. No, well, you know what? The Giants aren't doing that great either. <laughs> no, they're they're not. But just. It's only two weeks. There's still plenty of time for the Giants. All, all the yeah. more reason to drink, right? Yes. <laughs> to drink quality craft beer at Gun Hill Brewery. Of course. Um, but so we, my partner and I, we, we knew each other from playing on this baseball team, and we actually had a, another teammate of ours that was a, a home brewer. And I went to his wedding, and at his wedding, he brewed all the beer that was served at his wedding. And I said to him, like, listen, this is really good. If, if you ever want to do something, let me know. I would definitely be interested in, in getting involved. And like two years later, he called me up and he said, I'm thinking about quitting my job. I want to do this full time. So we, it was, it happened to be during baseball season. So my, my current business partner and I were in season. We were, and we were, we just started talking about it. We're like, what do you think about this? We both disliked our jobs. It was kind of like a, let's see what, where this could go. We did our homework. Ultimately, the three of us couldn't work out a reasonable structure right and uh, my current partner and I we kind of looked at it and we we're like you know what there's still some real opportunity here in New York let's go do this the right way let's go find someone that has experience brewing commercial beer yeah. we'll bring him in we'll use our business background and we'll kind of have a division of labors they'll handle the brewing we'll handle the business side of things 
and go at it from that angle. And so that's kind of how we got start. We really got started. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. Um, I, I mean, I, I can honestly say I, I really dig what you guys are doing. Thank I, you. Um, I think you guys have some interesting beers. I, I've had several, um, you know, j just from the cans. I've had several different types of beers. I've enjoyed every single one. Um, curious to see. I mean, do, do you guys have anything that you can talk about coming up? Any new beers? Any any anything you can you can speak on currently? So we just released a uh, red IPA, which is kind of like a Northwest style IPA. Really? Okay. So it's a little bit more on the malty side, uh, more of your old school hops. Mm -hmm. It's called Grunge. Um, we're brewing next week with uh, Rockaway Brewing. We're brewing kind right of a, a, a hoppy sour with uh, lychee. Okay. Um, Pretty nice twist for the, the time of year. And um, we, we're about to release uh, kind of a, a fest beer, an Oktoberfest beer. Nice. And then we're re-releasing the, the beginning or the continuation of a, of a rotating series. So kind of what we do is every season, we have a different series of beers that we release four of. So uh, for the for the fall fall and early winter, it's called Roll Call. So it's, yep. a, it's a rotating IPA series. Uh, so we'll be releasing in early October Roll Call 5. So it's a continuation. We did one through four last year. We'll be doing five through eight this year. Okay. Um, we're bringing back Void of Light, which which is our foreign style stout that's kind of been out of the market for the last couple of months. Um, and then uh, there are a couple other collaborations we're working on with some. We did a homebrew competition in July, and we're brewing the winner's beer, so that'll be coming up pretty shortly. A key lime gosa. Really. And that was that was at the brewery. It was at the brewery. The competition was at the brewery. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So for your for your roll call, is that are those single hops or do you like vary it more? Is it fully different IPAs each way? The fully different IPAs. It's not single hop. So so the, the single hop stuff that we do, it's actually kind of our spring summer series. It's called okay. the soft serve series. All right. So we do a, a single hop version of a beer and we use lactose in it. So yeah. they're all like sub four percent beers. Yep. Um, but they, but because of the lactose, there's a, a much, there's much fuller body. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting because most, most breweries will only like game onto something that big of a, you know, like we're gonna release a bunch of beers this quarter or whatever. If it's something simple where they can just change the. I mean, but that, uh, that's uh, nice that you're a lot of the, a little more aggressive about the, it. Well, the malt profile is fairly similar. Okay. So mostly what we're changing is just the hops. So. Right on. That's, good, good. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. So I'm, I, I gotta, I gotta ask. So when you were growing up, what, what was your go-to beer? And so, it doesn't necessarily have to be craft. Like it could be that pre-introduction of craft beer. I mean, it, 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 so I went to college in Philadelphia. Yeah. So a lot of what we had down there was Miller Lite, and then like the craft beer was Yingling. Yingling, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, so that's Pennsylvania wine. I know that. So game. it was like, you know, I, I had a, a good buddy of mine from college who was from right outside Philadelphia, and like, if we were getting, ke I mean, normal kegs were natty, natty light or something like that. But right, then, like, right. if someone was going high class, they were getting Yingling. Like that yep. was a special occasion. Yeah. Um. But for me, like, you know, for for a long time, it, I, 
I'm guilty. I was drinking a lot of the, the domestic crap that we have here. Sure. And it, it really wasn't until um, I went to my buddy's wedding when I started drinking some other stuff that I sort of started thinking, okay, you know what? There's more to this than just like your domestic light lager, which kind of is pretty bland. Yeah. So, so that that's really interesting. So, do you, do you recall what, what what type of beers your buddy was brewing that really kind of like, oh man, light bulb? So I so I I know so I, it's ridiculous that I remember this because it's been so long. But one of them was called like the one of the beers was called Wedding Weiss. So it was okay. a Weiss beer. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I don't remember what the other one was, but the other one was definitely. A little bit more out there in terms of the flavor profile. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, man. Very, very cool. Yeah, and I mean, we we talk about it all the time. It's like when when my my first experience with with craft beer was really like German style beers and Belgian beers, but at the same time, I'm I'm drinking like Lachouf, I'm drinking like you know uh, Kronberg and all that stuff. And I'm I'm drinking like Saint Ives and like Old E. So you know, and of course, it's years and years ago. But it, it, it's interesting. We love to ask that question to see how people made that transition because craft beer really is a fairly recent phenomenon. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. So when we were interviewing brewers when we were opening up the brewery, my my partner and I we went we were at we met this brewer, met our brewer at, at at this bar and. We get there early and we're sitting there. We're looking at the list of what beers to order. Yeah. And we're kind of like, we're looking, we're looking at each other. And we're like, should we order a Bud Light or a Blue Moon or something? Like, and we, we both kind of looked at each other. Like, we can't do that. That's not acceptable at all. <laughs> right, 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 right. So we ordered, we ordered some random beer that we had never had before or anything like that, and. Um, it was from another. It was from a New York brewery that I won't mention, but it, it wasn't. We, we weren't thrilled with it, so we kind of sure. like forced it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Show that we were okay and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but from there, it's kind of been. In a way, it's been all downhill because there's been too much, too much good beer that I've had since then. So. <laughs> So, so I have to ask, obviously, other than your beer, other than your brewery, is, is there another brewery here that you're, like, excited about trying? Like, maybe there's a brewery that you don't have access to, at, at, you know, the availability might not be the same as other breweries, that you're like, oh, wow, that's cool, they're here, I well, want to try them? so we actually, so we have a second location, it's called Gunhill Tavern, and at Gunhill Tavern, we have 20 draft lines, and 10 are dedicated to Gunhill. And ten are dedicated to other New York State breweries, and, and and well, eight are to other New York State breweries. Two are to New York State ciders. Okay. So I do a lot of the buying for that. So I get to bring in a lot of really great stuff from yeah. New York City, a little bit from New York State, but mostly from New York City. So a lot of these guys that are here tonight, like I have the the, the great fortune of being able to try the beer there, bring it in there. Um, there are a couple of guys here that are a little like actually so Decadent Ales is here tonight. Yep. Um, Andy, who's one of the owners of Decadent Ales, plays on my baseball team now. Nice. So I, I know Andy really well. We we carry their stuff when we can, but their stuff is really hard to come by. What position right. on the team? So he's a utility player. Okay. Um, he, he mostly shortstop, second base, first base. 
Okay, all right. He, he's a really good first he, baseman. He, a little versatile. He's a really good. There, right? He's 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 very versatile. He, he's he's like a ball player. You know, he's right. he's not like. You wouldn't say he's a he's this position. He's a ball player. He's a ball player he, right. he, you put him out anywhere, and he'll. If you told him you need to catch, he could do it. All right, all right, <laughs> right on, right on. But like you know, it's good to see Sand City here. Their stuff's really hard to get in the city. It is. And anyone that's here in in New York City, you know, I, I kind of feel like because of my connection to the scene, I get I have access to their beer, and I can carry it at the tavern, or I see them out at events or bars. So. Um, the, the two people, I guess, that I'm most excited to be able to go and walk up to would be Sand City or, or Decadent, just because they're not as readily available to me as all, some of these other guys. And I, and I agree completely. Like Sand, Sand City, like the, the two beers they're pouring here are phenomenal. I've had one of those before. The the, the double I didn't have, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, Decadent as well, and even Sloop. Like th those those guys are like way up, you know. They, so I, so Sloop Sloop we actually have access to because they distribute through Union. So like a lot of the beers that they they're pouring the beers that are pouring here tonight we have access to and we've carried at the tavern before. So there's stuff we actually funny story about Sloop is that when we are soft opening at the brewery, yeah. we had only produced two beers at the time. And it was during New York City Craft Beer Week and we we invited three other breweries from New York to come down because we have a farm brewery license so we can pour other New York State breweries at the brewery. Sloop was one of those breweries that we had down at our original at our opening night. Yeah. Um, so nice. we know those guys, and their beers are great. Yeah, very cool, man. And I, I, I'm digging the vibe tonight. It's it's it's, it's kind of like for a fest. It's a little bit laid back. It is. There's, but there's a lot of really good breweries here. Yeah. Like I I've made the rounds a couple times, and uh, I have not had something that I was I was disappointed with. I think there's a lot of different styles, a lot of different flavors on showcase. Uh, I know, you know, now is a very IPA heavy market, and I love. I'm a very, I'm a big hop guy. I love IPAs. I love double IPAs. But it's nice to see that that diversification in the craft beer scene, and that there's a, there's Gozes here, there's saisons, there's different styles, and um, it, it, it's a good fest. And I think that, like, uh, like every single beer fest is an opportunity to convert someone into uh, the craft beer world, so to speak. So well, it's, it's great to uh, have you know events like this. I think I think it's important, like what you just how you just mentioned that there's all these different styles here. I think it's important for brands to bring some of their different styles because exactly. it's easy to come and bring two different IPAs here, and everyone, most not everyone, but the majority of people will be happy about that. But you kind of need to do something that differentiates yourself a little bit. Absolutely, man. And, and I and as big a hophead as I am, I feel like, you know, maybe this is sacrilegious to, to, to the audience, but, you know, th there is an oversaturation of IPAs and double IPAs in the market. Not all of them are created equally. Certain breweries do them better than others. But, um, you know, as great as they are, and if they're done well, they are great, there, there are so many other flavors, so many other styles that people can try. Um, and it's interesting that IPAs and double IPAs are so popular amongst craft beer heads because I found in my experience, because I, I know a lot of people, you know, obviously on the, one, on the one hand, I have a lot of people that are just into craft beer. They're cra hardcore half beer, craft beer heads, searching for those whales, those hard to get, you know, cans, brews, whatever. But I also have people that are not craft beer people. They're people who drink Stella's and, you know, that, that's what they drink. And, and using an IPA as a gateway for some of these people is just like, 
they'll try it and they'll be like, what the fuck did you just give me? Like, this is so bitter. Like, they don't necessarily get the flavors that are there. So there's other styles of beers that can help bring them into the craft beer scene. And, and we firmly believe there's a craft beer for everybody. It doesn't matter what you drink. And we don't judge. We are pro-craft. But at the end of the day, it's beer. You drink what you like, but there's a craft beer for everybody. I, I, I totally agree with you. And, it, and it's one of those things where when we do events like this, I always like to bring something that is different yeah. to try and gauge the public's reaction. So, you know, one of the, one of the favorite things that I like to do is I like to bring one of our bring our Void of Light, which is our export stout, yep. which you know, I, I'll, I'll pour it somewhere, and you'll get a lot of women that walk. Oh, I don't drink any dark beer, right. and 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 I'll say, okay, I understand that, but do you drink coffee? Yes. Everybody does. Do you like dark chocolate? Of yes. course I like chocolate. And I was like, okay, well, you need to try this then. And they'll try it, and they'll go, oh, okay. Like, I could drink this. That tastes like a milkshake or whatever. And so I think that, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where we're still here in America kind of getting used to the idea that not everything has to taste like a Budweiser right. or oh, Coors yeah. Light. It, right. It's so funny to me, like I've traveled around, right? And that's actually true across the world. Not well, not Budweiser, but that there's well, but one or two flavors so it, of it's beer. It's funny right? you say that. I was just in Germany about three weeks ago. Right. And everyone thinks Germany is like the mecca of beer. Yeah. But And it's funny because they make amazing beers. No, they Nobody do. Will, however, they do. you spend a month or so there and you get bored. No, but you don't, even, from here, you don't need to spend a month. You don't need to spend a month. I spend a week there. True. And you get bored yeah. of drinking right. you know, Pilsers and Hellas yeah. Lager. And, and, and they're, they're all good. Yeah, they're yeah. all good, but... Yeah, it's like you'll have the best beers ever, but the same six best beers ever. Yeah. Well, you know, and you're it, like, you, where you the don't, rest of, where's the rest of the world? You, you don't have the diversity that you have here, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, America is definitely being America about beer, yeah. which is amazing, right? And we're, and we're changing the world the way we did before, right? Like, you look at a country like Italy, right? They, their craft beer scene is just like it is here. They're super excited about every style imaginable. And you know why? They get it. They saw it and they went, we make great food, let's make great beer too. But you, you know, that's the thing, like, I find, I found it ironic. I'm in Germany and like, you see a brewery, you know, I, I went, obviously I was, I was there with my wife. We were there on vacation, but yep. her whole reasoning behind why we should go there was because, oh, I want to go for this reason you can go for the beer and so we went and so obviously we went to a lot of we tried to go to a lot of breweries wherever whatever city we were in and like in berlin for example a couple of the breweries we went to they all have new england or nor northeast style beers yeah. right. and that's like a, a big concept for them but then every every other ipa beyond that is german ipa and a german ipa is like very malty very different from what we have here now. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, everyone there is still very, very, very focused on making these easy drinking beers because they know that that's what sells. And it takes someone that's really willing to think outside the box yeah. because they're not, they go, oh, this is popular in America. And every someone might go, oh, that, that's interesting. But it's not what they're gonna sell a ton of beer of, and so they. It's almost like the inverse of IPAs here. Exactly. Right? Like That's exactly everybody right. can sell an IPA in America. 
Yeah. First day, no question. But the, but the, in Germany, but it's got to either be like Pilsner or Hell's or, or a Vice exactly, beer. Man, but, a the, but but the difference is is that here you could say I'm gonna sell I'm gonna sell an IPA, but you mix it up with the different hops. So you could have you could, the same brewery can go. I'm just gonna make IPAs, and they can make five different kind of IPAs with the, with the different hop variety. Yeah. There. There's only so much you can do with the Hellas right, right. or, or... So that's, that's the fun argument, right, that yeah. I've had with my friends who are German is with those beers, right, if you fuck it up, you know. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you oh, can't yeah. hide well, it, Well, there's right? no hiding. Like, with exactly. IPAs, you, you, can can, hi- you can hide bad beer with and IPAs. That, and that's the tricky yeah. fun part of America. We're, we're racing to the end, right? Yeah. But for the best reason, because we want to make everything. Yeah. We want to do everything, make everything. There, they're like, we want to make one thing the best ever. Yeah. And they're yeah. both great ways to be because, hey... If we never explored, nothing would happen, right? right. That's why right. we're here in America. But if you don't learn how to nail it, you wouldn't get the efficiency that Germany pulls out, right? Right. right. So it, it's it's like two different directions that do the same great things. No, yeah. I, I agree, and it's interesting. I, I was um I, I have family in Germany, and I, and um for the first time in a long time, I, I went back. Me and my wife we went back in in May, and we were drinking a couple. Of, you know, we we were drinking every, every day when we were there, and it's really clean, well done beers, light beers, refreshing beers. But it, it, it's true. Like I mean, they're, they're you know it's the German purity laws. They're not really pushing the envelope. I feel like here in America, like you, we're pushing the envelope. We're trying to explore the flavor spectrum, and I, I feel like the German beers, the German styles, those are very good beers. They're well done, but um, you know, it's it, it's all about that spectrum, and it's all about expanding that spectrum. And it's interesting because where my where my fam lives there, it's a small little town. And um, as a side note, the access to beer we can get in New York different types of German beer is is actually better the, the selection we can get is better than what they can get there because it's harder Wait, you, know, to, you know what's funny though is that if you go to Germany the German breweries it's easier for the German breweries to distribute in different countries than it is for us here in the US to distribute in different states right they have a lot easier access it, it, it's it's kind of like you know is that, like is that part of the EU part? Part of it's because of the EU, but like it, it's also the name. Oh uh, yeah, I get that. You I'm would think curious. though yeah, we're yeah. here in the United States. Well, yeah. I mean that that's our like the equivalent. The EU countries states are our version of that. Right, and yeah. but you would think it right. would work that way. But it does it doesn't work yeah, yeah. that way, and we're right. you know we're we're. Str- it's, it's tricky no matter what. Like I have I have friends yeah, in other yeah. states that are breweries, right? And yeah, they're always like fighting to like get the production up, and then even when they're there. And How can we enter that market? Yeah. And sometimes it's that tagline, right? They're like, oh, here's a beer from Germany. And people are like, oh, wow, it's from Germany. Let me try this. So, But that, that that's an interesting point. And it's kind of like, in a way, it's it's it's, it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. You know? I got you know, I, when, I went, when I was in Berlin, I was talking with the owner of one of the craft breweries that was there. And they were saying, oh, we distribute in this country, this country, and that country. Yeah. And I'm like, well... Right now, we pretty much just distribute in New York for the most part. Do you, do you think that's part of why Stone went there? Um, I mean, I feel like that's like a perfect jumping off point. You know what I mean? As opposed to distributing as an American brand. Yeah. Becoming a local brand that has that right. I, I, will t- I mean, having been there, so what I'll tell you is that I didn't see Stone in really any of the restaurants that I went to. Okay. Um... People definitely recognize it, though, as an American brand. Yeah, yeah. Even there. Um, 
But I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that's whether it's to get to Germany or to like be able to go to even bring it to any other part of Europe. I mean, yeah. that's sort of you know, it's sort of the the idea why a lot of these West Coast breweries are opening up breweries on the East Coast now, so they can get it's the foothold, right? Fresher beer yeah. to other parts of the country. Right. Oh yeah. Or you know, if they want to start exporting to Eastern Europe or Western Europe or whatever it is. That's and, definitely. And, and, and while we're on the subject of just kind of like exporting beer, and I think I think it's another interesting thing to consider, right? Because right now, the, as we mentioned, the craze is these hoppy beers. But you know, when, when if we're going to be honest about it, as delicious as they are, and if they're done well, they are very delicious. The lifespan on these beers isn't, you know, they don't last that long. I mean, you got to drink honestly a, a hoppy IPA, double IPA. You want to drink that within six weeks. Optimally, yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, that, and and depending on where you're sending the beer, so if these guys are exporting the beer somewhere, depending on where you're you're sending it and how you're sending it, it could be spending three or four weeks just in route to right. wherever it's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah now, having been over there, what I would tell you is that some of the stuff we're making here, even when it falls off a little bit. Probably still more interesting than some of the stuff that you're gonna find over there. Right it's on. one of the one of the beauties of hops being a preservative, right? There you go. There <laughs> helps, you go. Helps us out there. And, and, and I think that those, you know, over at, in those locations, they might not necessarily know and be able to say this is a little sweeter because the hop profile has kind of dissipated a little bit. They might not say that, you know, but um, if we were there, we would notice it right away. Sure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And, and and it's something we've we've discussed on the show in the past a couple of times, but but it's interesting to think, right? Like because the whole can sharing is a thriving, thriving market within craft beer and, and that helps grow craft beer, it helps grow the whole culture behind it. And and on that standpoint, that's awesome. That's amazing. And we, we were talking to um uh, Dan from, from Single Cut, you know, a couple months back, and he was like, you know, he understands that, but at the same time, when you're training these beers you know, when did you get a temperature-controlled, ice, you know, appropriately portioned, you know, shipment? And that's a great point because it's like, yes, you want to you want to trade these beers, you want to get these these awesome beers, you want to grow the, the the brands, the whole craft beer world, but you also want to kind of stay true to what the brewers had their vision behind them. And um, you know, shout out to our boy, the Queens Brewery. He's about to open up soon. We're waiting for it. Um, He's kind of scary looking right now. I yeah. never recognize. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we had him on the show. Not not uh, digressing a little bit. We had him on, on the show at Heartland Brewery with uh, with uh, Greg Bellina, and uh, he, he came on the show a couple of months back. It was a pretty good show. If you guys want to, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. We we were getting pretty shitty on the show. It was a good show. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting the whole the whole craft beer trading scene because it's like you know the the, the reality of it is though is that and I I totally agree with you. But the reality of it is, is that the moment you send your beer outside of your brewery, I mean, you don't know. You lose all control over everything. Whether it's someone taking our cans, even someone who buys our cans from the brewery and then wants to go and send it to someone else, it's out of our control. We can't control it. It's, It's no different than if we're selling it to Whole Foods or someone else like sure. we don't know how Whole Foods is keeping the, the beer and you know no disrespect to Whole Foods I don't right. know how you guys keep the beer you know what I mean but just okay. you just the it, first it, ones that pop into my head it's that Amazon money 
but you know a- any any local even the, the, your local craft beer store like there are yeah. a lot of them that I've been to them you know they do it with some of our beer they don't even bother putting it on the shelves they don't even bother putting it in the coolers yeah that's crazy they just, they just leave it in the cases on the floor and it's like X number per person right here's the dollar price go for it and even if their store is air conditioned or whatever like it's not good enough it's not the same no, it's not yeah, the same yeah. uh, so you know that, that that's just one of those things that we're we're dealing with here <laughs> we got a little beef right now between lineup brewery but uh cat martinez is just jealous it seems like it. It seems like it. I think she really wants to get on the show, and uh, she might be jealous that you're on the show right now. <laughs> but um, with, with, with that said, I mean, is there anything you'd like to leave our audience, anything else you'd like to tell our audience about your brewery? If you haven't been up to the brewery, it's definitely worth the trip. Uh, you know, you, if you're not familiar with the Bronx, there's a lot to do in the Bronx beyond what people think. The Bronx Brewery is great. Arthur Avenue is great. Obviously, Gun Hill Brewery is great, but Gun Hill Tavern is, is great too. And there are some other local businesses right around the tavern that, that are a good destination to go and visit. So it's not it's not like a, it's not a lost cause just to come up to the Bronx. So nice. Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Queens has a lot going on, but the Bronx is definitely uh, there, there's more to do in the Bronx than you think. Every borough, every borough in New York's got great craft beer, and uh, I, I agree 100 percent. To our audience, if you haven't made it out there to Gun Hill, you definitely should. They're doing really good things, and we're so happy you could hop on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it. it. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Cheers. All right. Thank you, brother. Awesome. All right, what's going on? This beer today, beer tomorrow. We are back at it, and we have a trio of special guests. Please uh, introduce yourselves. Uh, Kevin O'Donnell from Five Burrows Brewing Co. Blake Tomnitz from Five Burrows Brewing Co. Katarina Martinez from Lineup Brewing. Wow, I'm fucking excited. I gotta say. <laughs> um, so, uh, guys, you know, really quickly, can can you everyone tell us uh, what are you guys pouring tonight? So tonight at Five Burrows we have a Hellas and our Goza. I've actually tried both of those and I enjoy those a lot. And kudos to you guys for not bringing an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> we have a few IPAs in the tap room, but wanted to mix it up a little. So I love. I, I'm a big hop person, but I'm a big hop head. But it, it, it's nice to see. Um, you know, craft beer is more than just IPAs, and I love. I love IPAs, but it's great to see that it's more than just IPAs. Um, and Kat, what do you? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually a drinking, couple IPAs. I'm, I'm drinking one of your sessions right now. Just a few right IPAs. Well, um, I brought. <laughs> I brought not not only a, a juicy IPA. I brought a session IPA. So I literally am opposite of whatever you're saying right now. Sorry. No, but but that, that's cool. I did it because I had both. Brought the IPAs. I had both your beers as well, and I enjoyed them both. They're very nice. <laughs> and and one of your beers is actually brand new, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called I eighty, and it's that's a highway from San Francisco to New York. Uh, right. My new partner I just brought on is from San Francisco. Really amazing brewer from Bear Bottle, uh, in Mission area downtown downtown San Francisco. So um, he's coming out here. I'm very excited to bring him on and. Uh, this is our first beer we made together. So the whole idea wow. Special. was that, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to do that, to go from not brewing, to brewing by yourself, to brewing with somebody else, especially someone as seasoned as he is. Um, 
It's good. It's good. I'm excited. Very good. Cool. And now you guys, you guys are currently in Brooklyn in a shared space, right? Uh, we're actually, so that's a good segue. We're moving into a bigger space. So I'll always be nice. in that space in Industry City. Yeah. Um, I have a farm license, so I have up to five locations. So I'll be there. Oh, nice. Um, the place that we're negotiating at least at right now is in Red Hook. It's weird to say that. You can't ever like solidify those things. So I'm not, I would never say we're moving to Red Hook. Uh, but we are. We did find a space we really like there, so we're moving into a 15-barrel system there. Nice. Um, and it'll, yeah, works again. Super excited, honestly. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. And um, if I could ask, so what did you guys do before you got into craft beer? <laughs> Worked in the corporate world. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. No, uh, started off in finance. Kevin was on the operations side, kind of doing like risk management, business continuity. You can get maybe delve into that a little bit. Uh, sure, yeah, I mean, just uh, working corporate jobs, and Blake and I kind of just realized one day that we needed to get out of that and, and open a brewery, so uh, sure. you know, that's that's where we are now. So what was there, um, was there like a specific moment when you guys were like, all right, you know, fuck this corporate shit, I want to move on to craft beer? Yeah, you know, we actually have somewhat of a long history. I mean, we only launched about six weeks ago, but crazily enough, the concept originated in the summer of 2011, so... Um, I actually started homebrewing in college up in Boston and just kind of walked into a homebrew shop in Cambridge and my, my head just kind of exploded and started homebrewing with my roommates and eventually got all of our equipment confiscated, which was fun. So we actually started brewing out uh, west of school at a kind of a bitter and esters-like place. Um, and we were always kind of looking at working in New York City if there was kind of a holistic, comprehensive brewery for all boroughs type of a, a brand and that's really where it originated from and I had known Kevin and we kind of had this really nice complimentary skill set and we were like hey you know what we both love craft beer we were, we're doing a lot of brewery events and beer events in the city and said you know what if we can make this work let's do it and ended up taking about two and a half years and but uh, we, we found amazing people uh, spent a long time finding a space and had a homebrew set up up in Mott Haven in the South Bronx and then moved that out to the Rockways and kind of were just moving this kid around all over the city and eventually found, uh, found our space in Sunset Park and really lucked out. Took about two years to build it out, but um, well, about a year and a half and then about six months to scale up our, our home brewing recipes to the uh, production system. So um, it's been a journey, but we're just excited now to be out and about talking to people and having people try our beer. So. Nice, man. Nice. And what was what was the hardest part of that whole journey? Like, what was the hardest part of getting uh, the New York City Department of Buildings? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hope they're not listening. Oh, those <laughs> you know what? Crazily enough, federal and state was you know relatively easy, uh, but we definitely. Uh, we went through it. So our, our facility is an old steel fabrication plant. It was the earliest kind of record we have of it being in existence was around 1918, 1919. We actually had a railroad coming into it, but uh, we saw the space, 35 foot ceilings, and we were just like, wow, like this is the perfect spot to build a brewery. Uh, but unaware of really kind of the level of, uh, I guess, permitting processes and other things we'd have to go through. So, Cool, cool. And, uh, and Kat, what was your process like opening up at a brewery? What did I do first or like, oh God. <laughs> so I, I actually started opening this brewery when I, I worked in software engineering at Adobe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know if a lot of people know that. I'm like a big nerd, but I'm pretty sure all brewers are big nerds, right? And they're like, right. We all tend to like good beer, right? 
at the I end mean, of the day. After, after going off by one six hours in a row, all you want <laughs> is a beer, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, 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 of uh, you know, nerd way of life if you're a big craft beer head. I mean, that's kind of part of it. I mean, I think brewing is a very systematic process. Sure. And people that think that way tend to uh, put their creativity in, into something that they understand. Um, so uh, honestly, a lot of people, a lot of nerds, that, fellow nerds that I know, work at Google and all of the tech companies that I've, uh, you know, worked for, and um, we just—that's what we share in common. Doesn't make you a good brewer, but it makes you a home brewer, which is the beginning. That's, the, that's beginning the early steps. stages. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right. I, I started as a home brewer. Um, I worked at Adobe. I was working at Adobe the entire time I started lineup. Um, up until actually uh, like April of this year that really? I left it full-time to do this full-time. Right nice. Which was probably, not probably, was for sure the scariest thing I've ever, ever, ever done in my life. So. Was it like that scene from Half Bake when you left where you were like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out? Or I were you like, oh you, shit, what, what's, what's going to happen next? It's, it's funny because they already knew that I was like doing this thing. I had yeah. like a good amount of press behind me. Um, my boss is Mormon, so or was Mormon, and did not drink beer at all. But he knew I did this beer thing, and it was like, honestly, it was. I left Adobe. I went into the brewery. I brewed full time at like at the brewery that first Monday um, for God. I don't even know how many hours, and everything broke. Every single possible thing broke. Um, I broke like I think I broke. Bo I bo broke both of our pumps. Like, bo and I was there till maybe 3 a.m. making sure that um, everything was like clean and trying to fix shit. And I literally started crying. I'm not a crier, wow. and I hate to like equate that with being a female in beer. But I started I the fact that I had left this like six figure salary job for that I like was successful at right <laughs> this asshole. okay maybe I impeded on his <laughs> fucker uh, sorry that's my Lopez shout out to Gun Hill we got, we got shout out to Gun Hill Lopez Martinez is in the house we're all about the Hispanic pride and uh, and beer but uh, yeah, yeah hell yeah but in general yeah I, I cried I fixed it. I got up the next day and did the same thing, and it was the best thing I'd ever done in my life. Best best decision I've ever made. Nice, and I, I respect it. I mean, you 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 hit a low, and you were like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna come back tomorrow, and and we're gonna do this again." I respect it. I respect it's it. Scary when you do that stuff alone. It is it is scary, and that's and that's why I, I respect the whole craft beer renaissance in New York, especially. I mean, you go back. You know, we talk about this on the show all the time. You go back five, six, seven years. There was no breweries here. Uh, and then it started, I think, maybe with Rockaway, a couple other breweries in Queens, and, and it started growing. And I think still there, there's plenty of room for more breweries, but, but uh, me personally, I'm very happy with all the, the growth that's been going on. Um, so are, are there breweries here, other than your own brewery, are there breweries here tonight that you guys were like, I'm excited to try some of these other guys' stuff? Is, is there a... Yeah, I just finished the, uh, the Barrier Earth. Um, it's a stout. It was yes. phenomenal. Really, really nice. Again, uh, not an IPA. Right, uh, right. So it was nice to have that. Just 
And it, KCBC, we just did a collab with them, so That's always right. excited yeah, yeah. to try their stuff. Uh, it was actually a Hellas too, so. Which um, I tried, the Hellas yeah, was really the nice. Guys. Yeah, oh, all right, yeah. No, I mean, they're both great. It's, um, I think the collaboration here in the New York City beer scene is, um, it's just amazing. Everyone's, you know, we're all, we're all in the Brewers Guild, uh, and always kind of talking and chatting and trying to figure out uh, cool eccentric stuff we can do next. So uh, it's a very collaborative process, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool to see, you know, how collaborative the process is because you don't really see that in other businesses. Like, you don't see people kind of like willing to work with each other, willing to collaborate. Yeah, Coke and Pepsi coming up with yeah, the, right, uh, the new product. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I think it's mutually beneficial, you know. It's like we keep on pumping out really great, high-quality beer here in New York City. It continues to grow the scene and continues to grow people's interest in, in, in craft beer in general. So um, everyone's just very driven. So it's uh, it's always exciting to meet up and, and, and figure out new new crazy stuff to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, going back to Cat, Cat, do you guys have any um, events coming up? Any new beers you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, can I can I say my favorites here? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, what did, what did you I, like I tonight? got them down. I got my top three. I'm very excited about them, <laughs> okay, actually. Okay, okay. Um, let, let us hear it. I, w- I would only do that because I'm, like, shocked. I Not shocked. I'm very excited that there's this great quality of beer coming out of New York. Um Sand City really came to play today. Yes. Yeah. I was blown away by both of the beers they brought. Sand City's obviously they have a big crowd. They got a ton of people waiting in line for their their cans. Like they're killing it. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, I always am here for Sloop. Sloop is always killing it every okay. single time. So I came here excited to try Sloop, uh, and they didn't disappoint. They never disappoint. Killing it. They're, he's here. I got to mingle with him. Makes me excited to talk to somebody that he, he brews very different beer than I do. So uh, a lot to learn, you know, from sure. each other, and I think that's awesome. Uh, number three, I, I we're gonna go a little bit more commercial, but uh, Mickler and um, okay. and Strumke, uh, or sorry, Stillwater. Brian Strumke <laughs> yeah. owns Stillwater Artisanal. Sorry, sure, I, sure. I know him, so it's like a weird thing. But uh, they made a beer together. This like. Uh, tropical fruit punch thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Holy yeah, the, the moly. Nougat. Holy the moly. On that is amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. It smells amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. And, and it wasn't it fake. I loved yeah, it. I brought yeah, it to yeah. you. Yeah. I, I was like, like, I liked it so much. I literally came over to Blake and Kevin. I was like, oh my drink god, drink this. this. Now. Drink <laughs> this. Smell it, drink it. Smell it's it, delicious. Drink it, do it. Like, it was good. Dude, it was good. Very, very good. So, Back to your original question. Actually, what was your original question? I don't even remember it. I'm sorry. I, I don't fucking remember. But that, that was a great answer, though. That, that was a really good answer. There's a lot of good breweries here. A lot of good beers here, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, one thing we always like to ask is, is um, what did you guys used to drink before you got into craft beer? What, what, was, what was that beer you used to drink back in the day before you got into the whole craft world? I'm pretty sure I'm a stockholder in Coors Light. So. Coors Light. <laughs> Alright, alright. I uh <laughs> I grew up in Dallas and my dad was a Shiner guy. So okay. I grew up grew up watching him drink Shiner Bach and anything in the Shiner family, so Okay, cool. I have to say Shiner. Cool. Oh my Kat? god. This is the hardest question in the world. I'm from Colorado, so I like we have so much so much good beer there. But it's uh, gotta be that one beer you started on. No, that one beer, you, you might be um, like underage at the deli trying to trying to get it. You know what I mean? Like there must have been that one one beer. Oh, Blue Moon. 
Okay. It's Denver. Um, All right. It's within our, our Colorado Rockies stadium. Yeah. So, like, you go in, you got the blue moon, you got the orange slices. Uh, I, I was Colorado to a T before the boom. Yeah. Blue moon was, like, the thing. That was, was the craft it? beer, right? right. Like, yeah, And then yeah. all the little ones started up, and I started going to those guys, and I appreciated the shit out of those guys. But, like, honestly, um, yeah, it's embarrassing. That's embarrassing to say. No, you, you, you know what? Uh, our whole thing here is on the show, like, we're definitely pro craft beer, without a doubt, without a doubt. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it is just beer, even as great as beer is, and it's like you drink what you like. And and we, I always found it interesting. We, we, we interview all kinds of different craft brewers from all over, and, um, you know, it's interesting to see, like, some of, the, some of their responses to these questions. Like, some of them are like, Miller High Life, that's my shit. And we're like, what? Champagne you, and beers. You, yeah. make, you make some of the com most complex beers we've seen, and you're like, you get inspiration I'll from Miller. I'll so tell you right now, every single brewer I know. Actually, when I uh, I just took on a partner, so I, I closed a round of funding. I was at Other Half at the time when he, nice. when he shook my hand and said, let's do this. Right. And then I was just standing there with... Uh, the owners of other half or my my good friends and they're like what do we do like I was like shit you guys I think I got my expansion and they pull up swear, swear to god pulled out Miller High Life and we all toasted with Miller High Life look at that in at that. in the tap room before it was open right. but like we sat there and we toasted out Miller High Life and that's what every single brewer I I know and respect drinks I want that we drink such like heavy beer. We drink a lot of our own beer, yeah. so like, it's like almost like soda water. I would. Say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it like is, it is. It is. And you know what I love? Uh, uh, we were a couple of weeks back. We were at um, um, in Nassau County. We're at Homebrew and Hand Grenades, the brewery shop. And I asked them like, "What's your guys' kind of philosophy on beer?" And I loved it. Their answer. Their answer was just like, "Pinkies down." You know, you drink what you like, and I really love that. Even though we are definitely pro craft beer, it's like, at the end of the day, you know, beer. If you love a beer, you look. Be beer for me is more than just it, it, obviously flavor, profile, taste, but it's also beer is the experience, right? Like beer is that conduit to your whole night, to your whole kind of experience. And it's interesting to see how, you know, you can have people making such complex brews, such flavorful, intensely flavorful brews, and then, you know, what they drink on their downtime. I, think, I, I, I personally, I just find it fascinating. Um, but I'm kind of getting off the rails a little bit. <laughs> but, um, so going back to you guys, now you guys are like kind of like the new kids on the block. Like, what, where do you guys kind of see? Obviously, there's a couple of months left in this year. What do you, what do you kind of see the future for your, for Five Boroughs? Like, if you could kind of summarize that. Yeah, you know, I think for us, it's. Uh, I mean, we did about 17 launch parties across all five boroughs, and yep. and for us, we look at New York City, and it's. Uh, we commonly kind of say it's. It's really like an anomaly in the nationwide marketplace right now in beer. There's so many people here. There's so many tourists. There's so many retail accounts. There's so many people interested in beer. Um, and I think it's really unique. And to your point, I think there's so much room for growth here in New York City. So when we look at kind of our brand and our namesake and, and our vision, uh, right now we're really just hyper-focused on New York City. We have this ability to be a big production brewery, but also be a hyper-local brewery. And that's an exciting thing to do right now. So, um, you know, I'm, we're not saying we'll, we'll never go outside New York City, but for the for the near future, we're really focused on on really embedding ourselves within the five boroughs, uh, you know, giving every borough some love and, uh, you know, making sure that people know who we are and uh, producing a broad range of beers for the mini pallets here in New York City, you know? Absolutely, and, and speaking of that, are there any new beers or any be upcoming beers you could speak about? 
Yeah, you, we, you drop any BTBT <laughs> exclusives right now? Uh, we actually have a fest beer coming out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're tapping it on Friday night, so a week from tonight in the tap room. Nick uh, Nick Griffin, our head brewer, is going to be in the tap room. We're going to tap nice. it at 5:30. Krupa uh, is going to be there with uh, sausages, so it's going to be right. going to be a good event. We're going to start talking it up this week, and then uh, we got some other things coming down the yeah. coming down the pipe in the next couple of weeks. Couple couple can releases. Yeah. Some other stuff that uh, stay tuned on our on our yeah. social media for us. So. A, a few collabs too, which we're really excited about. We, nice. Some of our first collabs, that's really exciting. And then our goza, we actually use our base goza and do some fruited variations there. So uh, every you know four to eight weeks, we'll do a new fruited variation of our goza, which is really exciting as well. So um, a lot of stuff in the works. Nice. That's yeah. exciting to hear. It's very exciting to hear. And I'm going to ask you guys both this question, Mr. Cat. I'll start with you. So if you could kind of like. Boil down, like, what, what's the philosophy behind your brewing? You know, it, it changes, right? Um, when I started, I was like, I don't want to, I want to make uh, very standard uh, styles of beer. I'm, yeah. I'm obviously, I'm uh, BJCP. I'm, like, a very, yeah. like, uh, style person. Yeah. I like the styles because I like the history behind right, the right. styles. So you, you know your shit. Yeah, yes. I, 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 I love it. I love like it's one of those things that I'm like super like to nerd out about. Um, so what I wanted to do was continue to make styles uh, that were historically accurate, right? Okay. Um, so I started doing that, and I didn't make a lot of IPAs. That's why your first statement, I was like, oh my god, I came here with two <laughs> IPAs. What has happened to me? I'm fuck. My whole thing is falling apart. Hey, uh, they, they were both very tasty, by the way. <laughs> thank, I enjoyed thank them you. both. <laughs> thank you. I but like it. it it's interesting because you you come to play with like I want to make these historically uh, accurate beers, and then you're like, well, but what do I, people want to drink? And right now the kids like want the IPAs. They're all yep. about it. Um, my IPAs are not. Uh, God, I hate to say that they're not other half IPAs. I hate to put another. Sure. Right, I'm not putting them down. I right. just don't make their style. Um, I make a less hoppy idea. Right. It's a very, it's a very specific style. Right, it's right. It's a good style, but it's it's like its own style. Right, it's its own style. Well, and, and that's really the joy of styles and beer, right? Right. Um, we are. I hate to like. I fucking love this movie too. I hate to quote Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but we are literally, we are the dreamers of dreams, and we are the magic makers, and we can do actually like, we get to decide those styles. So when Right. When somebody like me looks at styles like that in beer, and I'm like, I want to make this really great historic style. Like, I want to make that pilsner exactly how it's supposed to be. Um, it doesn't leave room for artistic creativity, right? Right. Because we get we get to make those beers, and I think that's exactly what Other Half is doing. They're making their own style of beer right now. Right. The, the East Coast has, right? We already, and this is a accepted style in beer is the Northeast IPA, right? Like we made that just because we are, right? Like just because we've been doing that. So like right. that's exciting. And um, that's how it started. It morphs, right? So um, now that I, you know, have this, my new partner who's like coming from California, it's really exciting for me because I don't know if you guys have been to the West Coast, but they like different. Their beer is different than ours. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Like a good amount. Uh, they hit, can't believe we don't have clarity in our beer. It's like shocking to them. They're like, 
why would you want that? Beer is horrible. And we're like, no, that's our style of beer. So to have like this like Coast Collide thing, I, I hope that is my future um, of us bringing both of those styles to play. And I, I, I think that's exciting in itself, honestly. That's what I'm excited for moving forward. It's weird. And every month that changes, so I, sure. I can't possibly <laughs> even tell you. I'm like, right. I'm excited about the styles. Um, yeah. No, that's awesome. awesome. Anything, I want to make what people want to drink. I want to surprise people. I want to make a beer that even the most uh, ambivalent beer drinker wants to, uh, wants to try. Wants to try. Right on, right on. And uh, how about? I mean, that's kind of kind of hard to follow. But uh, no. how about you guys? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's a it's a great response, and I think that's what's so awesome about the New York City beer community is everyone always has like their own kind of little niche. And I think for us, it was not only making it, uh, the Ranger styles that we like to drink, but a Ranger styles when you like think of the vast majority of consumers here in the five boroughs. It, it's it's the epitome of the melting pot. You know, there's so many people here. There's so many different flavors and palates, and it's for us, it was about developing a a wide range of beers that really hits kind of every range of consumer, whether they're just new to craft or they're the like apex craft drinkers. And yep. really the way we think about it is like that pyramid, you kind of like that intro craft, that, that premium craft, ultra premium, all the way up to apex. So it's like we, um, we really try to have a wide variety of different beers on tap at all times and available out there. Um, so someone can find what they like. And you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, beer is very subjective, you know, as is any sure. consumer product good. So um, it's a big thing for us. So, awesome, awesome. Um, um, and with that, I mean, do, do you guys have any any kind of parting words for our audience? Anything that um, you feel our audience should know about your breweries? <laughs> uh, Just drink the beer. Just drink the beer. Just try like the beer. You'll be converted. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, we're just really humbled by kind of the, the welcome that we've gotten into the New York City beer scene. Um, you know, we, we, were, we were pretty stealthy for a while because there's so many variables uh, and so many kind of hurdles to launching a brewery here in New York City. So to be out there now and to be intera interacting with everyone in the beer community here and just kind of consumers that are interested in beer, it's um, we're humbled. It's exciting. Um, and I think there's a, there's a lot on the horizon, not just for Five Bros, but for the New York City beer community in general. So uh, I think even down kind of in the southwest Brooklyn area, we're trying to plan something similar to the LIC Beer Tour. There's okay. so many breweries down there. You look at, you know, Threes and Other Halves and Strong Rope and Folks Beer and Lineup and Ortega yep. and us. And it's like there's so much possibility there. And I think LIC uh, did a really great job with how they scheduled things and set things up. So hopefully uh, in the near future. We can set something like that up. So but, awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in New York, it's it's you know, if, if you're putting out a quality product, people will respond. And obviously, you know, for for multi breweries, people are responding. Yeah. And uh, it's great to see that because I mean, we're all about you know, we're all about the craft beer culture and anything we can do to help kind of grow the craft beer culture, not just in New York, but 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 everywhere. I mean, that that for us, that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, so, Cat, what's 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 on the horizon? <laughs> You know, what do you want to leave our audience with? Uh, there's a lot going on with me right now. Uh, and with me, I mean lineup. I mean, I, I say with me, I've been doing lineup by myself for the longest time. Yeah. And I now have uh, two team members, which is crazy. Because uh, I have to, like, delegate tasks and do things that I never... Tr uh, trust other people to, to be, get it right. Yeah, right? I have to be like a, I have to, like, be a boss. It's really weird. Um, we're moving. We're, we're moving into a bigger space. So that's probably the biggest thing 
to know about us and the most exciting. So there'll be a lot more about that coming up. But just today, actually, yeah, this has been a very long day for me. I was up at 4 a.m. brewing our first 30 barrel batch. Uh, we have a fermenter at Great South Bay in Long Island, which yep. is my sister brewery. Um, and we are brewing there. So a 30 barrel batch, which means we're going to distribute to all of, New all of New York City. So we're nice. everywhere, honestly. It's very exciting. Very cool. Yeah, we were out at a Great South Bay last month. I mean, I was just kind of blown away by the facility. It's huge. It's crazy. It's very big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Are you going to bring back Voodoo Cat? <laughs> Today I was like, I told him, I was like, dude, you don't even know how many people talk to me about Voodoo Juice. I ask about it every week. But that it, was a, it was a good beer. It was a beer was that we beer. made. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was our collaboration. It was a and like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it is the season. I'm going to I'm gonna do it just for Blake. But I'm going to make a like Blake-themed Voodoo Juice. There you go. He doesn't want to be there. I only name beers after ex-boyfriends. So oh, now no. it's going to be his beer. So Blake, hybrid, it's going to throw all the... Uh, Throw, pe throw five barrels under the bus. <laughs> no, that was a good beer. I, I, I talked about it. We're gonna we're gonna make it again for nice. sure. Very cool. We'll Very make cool. it again. But yeah, Very lots cool. of beer. Lots awesome. of beer coming. That's that's the big thing. We're gonna make a map. We want everybody to go see and buy a pint of the beer at any of the bars we're gonna be at. Also, hit me up because I'll go drink some beers with you. There you Hopefully. go. Hopefully, that'll be fun. Yeah, right Live on. Live events, yeah. Right on, right on. Perry, any 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 parting questions, thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, all I gotta say is I'm I'm recently moved to Park Slope, so I've stopped by both of the facilities, and it's great to see more popping up in the area. You know, I'm I'm closest to other half, which is the big one, right? But it's awesome just to see like the explosion everywhere, and everybody's trying really cool stuff. So I'm looking forward to everything just showing up on my doorstep. You know? And, oh wait. Does that mean you want us to like ship you beer? If you're well, offering. If you're offering, right? <laughs> I'll sign up for that. <laughs> you, <guys> <laughs> you want us to FedEx you beer? Is what I just heard when you said on your doorstep, um, winky winky. Hints, right. People aren't even seeing the winks he's sending us right now. Well, I mean, I think that's a conversation we carry offline. But uh, <laughs> um, awesome. I mean, guys. Thank you so much for, for hopping on the show. We really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I mean, keep, guys, keep doing what you're doing. We love uh, we love what you guys are doing, and, and uh, we love to support the craft beer scene. So um, anything you guys do and um, anything we can be a part of and help kind of spread, I mean, we're, uh, BTBT is all about it. So thank you all very much. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for having yeah, us. Thanks for yeah. having us. Thanks, yeah, that's yeah. the best. Thank you so much, guys. It's awesome. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Hey, cheers. 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 Be it today, be it tomorrow, we are uh, back, and we have a very special guest from one of our favorite breweries in mm. all of New York, Innerboro. Uh, sir, please introduce yourself. My name is Jay Steinhauer. I'm in charge of all our distribution and wholesale at Innerboro Spirits and Ales. Fucking A, man. And uh, what are you guys pouring today? Today, we are pouring two beers. We have the Stay Gold IPA, which we did in collaboration with Run the Jewels. It's a 6% IPA. And then we also have Dead Bent, which is a, a Brett Pale Ale, six percent yeah. Amarillo and Cascade. Nice, funky, juicy, dry finishing, kind of grainy at the at the end. Nice. I, people have been actually. I've been really surprised. People have been like leaning into that as just as much as the IPAs. You figure you come to events like this, everybody's like, "What's your IPA?" When well, everybody's drinking, and like people right. are kind of like, "What do you got?" And we tell them that they're like, "I'll take the funky one." 
And you know, it's funny. It, it, it's, I think it's kind of like, obviously, like IPAs are, are the buzzword right now, but I think people are kind of like, uh, they're looking for the next thing. Like They're looking for like what's after the IPA. I feel like uh, sours are one of the things that are on the precipice of being yes. maybe the next thing. Yes. Uh, but I also feel like overall, uh, I like the Germanic beers. I think yes. good Pilsners and, and that ilk right. are like kind of the thing that's... Are, are you referring to a Bushberg Pilsner? Am I, I'm sorry? Is that, is that, are you referring to a Bushberg Pilsner? Is that what you're... Well, I like that one. We did a collab with uh, Grimm. Uh, yes. And called Castle Bushberg. Yes, yes. And that beer finished a little bit drier and grassier in my opinion and um, I like I like Pilsner in general I'm not going to sit here and talk about m the Pilsner we make at Interborough exclusively and say like that's the shit I'm going to say I like I like Pils that's just like good beer uh, but yeah I mean I Bushburg was one of the first beers we made when we opened a year ago yeah. and then uh, this collab we did uh, uh, leading up to our anniversary two weeks ago and Grim is opening up around the corner from us, yes. hopefully this fall. Yeah, yeah. What they're working on. Uh, and they'd never made a Pilsner. And so it was like, I wanted to have another variety or another variant of, uh, you know, easy, clean. It's been hot outside. I mean, it's been 95 degrees, in, or it's been 85 degrees yeah, and yeah. Uh, humid out. And like, that's the kind of stuff that you want to drink at that yeah. time of year. Yeah, no, absolutely. See, absolutely. I, the way I tend to drink is I'll dr I like, bitter beer and I like clean beer and so I'll like drink something bitter and drink something clean and then drink something bitter and drink something sure. flavorful and then I'll sure. drink something malty and then go back to that clean like I like dirty water <laughs> it just like washes it out right and then like what else can I try again yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like that's no, no, kind of no. how I tend to drink if we're gonna sit at the bar and drink beer right not not at the dinner table but if we're gonna sit at the bar and drink beer I'm gonna be like flavor clean big flavor clean flavor like wash out. I like Kolsch's and lagers and you know what I mean. Yeah, I like yeah. Germanic beer a lot, and uh, but I like juicy, you know, bitter American IPAs too. So I'm, I mean, I'm all over the board, but I feel like there's this cycle. That's the way I consume beer. No, and, and I, agree. I I love the Germanic style beers too. They're so clean and, and, and there's so little room for uh, uh, for imperfection there. But I also like the big, bold, flavorful styles. And and honestly, like not just because you're on the show, but on, Interboro is one of my favorite breweries, hands down. I love Thank you guys. I, I love your vibe there. I love how you guys, t like hands down, there is no brewery in America that plays better music than Interboro. I, 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 I will I will I will go toe to toe with anybody nice. on that. And, uh, and and you guys have a lot of quality, solid beers. We uh, got a turntable in there, yes, and like yeah. I'm a record collector, and Jesse's worked at a record yeah, label yeah. for a long time, and uh, I tell Jesse I was all insistent. I like I'm like, get that goddamn turntable in there. Like yes. when they're still doing construction, I'm like, where's the turntable? Yes. Uh, yes. But like it's fun to bring. I mean, I stay. I go in there when nobody's in there and just play records and drink beer. I did that la I did that last night. <laughs> there you go. I was there late last night yeah, drinking yeah. beer, playing records. Uh, so what were you playing? What were one of the records you were playing? Last night? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last night I bought a brand new record from my friend Mel right here. Hey Mel, how you doing? Uh, she works over at Rough Trade in, uh, okay. in Brooklyn here, in oh, Williamsburg. Yeah. And I bought the new Wand record. This band is like a 
Okay. It's like psych punk sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have like three other records already that I've started listening to this year. But they like released uh, something today and they were nice enough to sell it to me last night. So I went back to the brewery and started drinking beer and listening to drinks. I put that on. Exclusive. I was listening to Falakute last night. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I How was, was it? I was listening to some dub reggae and psychedelic rock. All right. I mean, I found my. I, I can't even, like, just really good music and, and good beer, like, what could be better, right? Yeah. What could be better? That's awesome, man. So, um, just because I asked everybody here tonight, obviously, other than Interboro, which which we've already established on the show was fucking dope, other than Interboro, are there any breweries here that you're exceptionally excited about? I know there's a lot of good breweries, but is there, like, one brewery you're like, oh, shit, they're here tonight, they're pouring beer, I got to try it? I've been in the booth most of the evening, so I haven't run around as much as I typically would want to. I mean, there's a, there's some of that Pilsner from Oxbow over here tonight, okay. that Lupolo. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that stuff's, like I was saying before, I'm a Pils drinker. Yeah, yeah. Good Pils, that one's solid. Um, and it, it's hard to make a good Pils. Man, it's, it's an unforgiving it's a beer. It's a tough call. I mean, uh... We're we're saddled up right next to KCBC. Yes. That uh, the pomegranate uh, blackberry sour is freaking off the hook. That was nice. Dude, that beer is clean. When I first sipped it, I was like, that's like cranberry juice. Yeah. I was like, this will fix my liver. (laughs) We hope so, right? Well, no, it won't. It'll mess it up even more. But uh, it doesn't matter. That beer beer is super delish. Nice, uh, nice. Also, the, their double IPA, I really like. Oh, that Once Around the Sun. That was their one-year yes. anniversary yeah. beer. That's that nice. that's real solid. Uh, I don't know. You dragged me over here. I was going to go drink beer, <laughs> yeah. right? You're like, get your ass over here and talk. So, oh, man, we, 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 need to have be, we need to have Interboro on the show. We have we love Interboro. we got to have you guys on the show. Hey, go ahead, man. Sorry. I was just curious. You were talking about you really like Germanic styles, right? So I'm just curious. There's a few places in in New York doing that like exclusively. You know, like you've got a uh, like folks beer, right? I love folks beer. So like folks beer is great. Are you like really excited about the few places in the city doing just that? Are you like is that something you want to like expand, like growing like a side, not just putting what's out in the market, but also like we want to match that, or is it more just like you brew what you want? You know what I mean? I mean I'm a. Uh, I'm in the mind frame that it's, this is America and anything goes oh, in the brew industry. Yeah, yeah. And, and the question is, are the, you brew it, are the people going to drink it, right? The, on the other side of it, though, it's like you can't, as a production brewery, it's almost like you can't just make what you want to drink. You have to, I mean, we sell a lot of IPA, and that keeps the lights on. Sure. And, and that empowers you to be able to say, let's do what we want. But on the other hand, something like they're... Fine. We could say my Bach doesn't sell as fast as Pilsner does. Right. Fast beer is going to sell quicker than, um, I mean, I don't know how to say it. It's like it's certain, even within like the traditions of brewing from Europe and around the world, there are things that seem to translate faster into what the market here uh, in, so the, yeah. in the United States. But you States. still have to be aware of the market no matter yeah. what. Uh, and yet on the other hand, I, I like the the idea that it's like these styles are being uh, rediscovered and celebrated again. And yet, on the other hand, like something easy, like lagers are easy drinking. This, New York is funny though. People drink 
more Pilsner than they do lager here, or at least they have. And it's like, you, if you made a beer, I was always like, market it as a Pilsner. Like, you call whatever the hell you want, right? Yeah. It's right. up to, there's no, there's no like overarching body being like, I don't know if you like really made it that way. We can sit here and debate it over, over a glass of it, yeah. right? But there's no like authority that's like saying, uh, this is this actually didn't brew it correctly to style. I mean, we all kind of understand what it is, but I, I like the fact that it's like brewers make whatever they want. And like in the American brewing culture in the last decade and a half or two decades, it's been like turning everything on its head. So like they embrace tradition and then they insert some insanity into it. And then if it works, that's great. But if it doesn't work, then it's just like, well, that just seems like a, I don't want to say a fascination or a, an anomaly, but it's a curiosity. Right, right. That, but, but that's the fascinating thing about the craft you're seeing. It's pushing those limits. It's kind of seeing where the flavor spectrum can take you. Uh, and and that, that's what I love about craft beer. Yeah. I, I think there's, you know, we say this all the time, but, but you know, if you like beer, then there's a craft beer for you no matter who you yeah. are. And I think that that's the interesting thing. Like, it doesn't matter where you fall on that flavor spectrum, there's a beer out there for you. I mean, I like to tend to look at the uh, the utility of every beer. Like, is this belong? Is this something that's like super potent and like we're gonna sit at the bar and have like a small glass of it? Or is this something that's like highly consumable and suited for the dining table, right? Because I mean, I feel like beer is a very wide spectrum of flavor as goes to wine, which is very deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flavor spectrum. I, yeah. I've yeah. got a great friend back home who brews for uh, Rock Bottom, right? Yeah. And she is dead set on making a table beer this year. Yeah. Which is totally not normal for that brand, right? Right. But it's totally acceptable because they're a restaurant. Why wouldn't you make something like that? I. And so at it's a restaurant, really interesting you want to, be to to like break the bounds just to say, look, I know this is going to be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I, in an essence, I think. I like very simple beer uh, for a lot of reasons, but it's like you don't have a lot to hide behind. It's yeah. not because yeah, yeah. there's nothing extreme about it. It's like you're standing naked in a field and you can do it. Yeah. And I kind of well, like look at it like so that's what. That's the question. Are you standing naked and have the body of a goddess? Or are you yeah, standing yeah, naked exactly. and really nasty like it? Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I mean, I like a lot of like intense flavors and a lot of layers in beer, but I, I kind of. I prefer to consume. I'll have a sip, or the three of us should split a bottle of something that's very intense. But I, I like drinking volume. I want to drink like three or four beers when I sit yeah. down and drink beer. No, I absolutely. Like, yeah. I kind of drink a little fast sometimes. If yeah. it's really good, I mean, if I'm drinking it fast, that means I really like it. No, I, I feel the exact and, same way. And like one of the things I kind of like about uh, a number of the beers that we've, we've produced. At, at Innerborough thus far is that uh, they dry out kind of like there's like even if it's maltier it, like it kind of dries out quickly which then compels you to take the next sip it's not like this coating cloying like hang time it, like if, if it evaporates out of your palate really quick you're like oh that was good and then you're like I'm gonna pour some more of it in my face yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I think you, I think you believe right and, it, and it's interesting because like Craft beer, it, it, it's more than just a beer, it's the experience. And, and you want to be able to drink a beer that you can consistently drink throughout the evening, right? Yeah. Like, you want, you want to keep that experience going, and uh, I completely get that. I completely Well, there's completely so much going that. on right now. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I believe, like, you know, it's been some really interesting trends, but on the other hand, you know, you still look at, like, what the greater consumption of beer is in the United States, and it's still, like, 
mostly log, you know, still the macro stuff that's like it's Bud and Miller and so Coors and like and imports that are like that that are like the most consumable. Yeah. Since the 1870s, like it hit, it became the most popular style in the world, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yet it still works. And now I like the idea of like smaller craft breweries embracing that. It was just harder for them to dedicate their tank space to it because like if you want to turn a lager, I mean you're going to do double the amount of production time yeah. and having half the yield of the beer, and then you can't ask. Uh, super high premium price for something that's basically that simple, but I, but I feel like people are starting to understand that better, and and some of those beers are fetching more dollars now. Right. It's like, well, it takes us twice as much time, and yet a fine pills is so. W- with that, let me a- like you know, let me ask, what then is the next? Uh, what do you feel is the evolution of Interbrew? You guys, a couple of weeks back, had your uh, one year anniversary. Which is a huge deal. I, I think, I mean, personally, like, I'm not afraid to say, I mean, I think you guys are killing it. I, I love what you guys are doing. I think you guys have, um, you know, when, when I, about a year ago, maybe a little bit more, when I when I first tried Mad Fat Fluid, I was like, wow, like, th- this is one of the best beers I've had this year. That's nice. And, uh, and, and you guys have made many other beers after that that, that, are, that are very good. Not just Mad Fat. I mean, you guys have a ton. I mean, your lineup is solid. But what do you see now? Obviously, you guys have made your name. You know, I mean, people know Interboro. People know how dope Interboro is. What's the next step for Interboro? For the company? For the company, um, yeah. I want to see uh, the spirit side of the company expand. We've yeah. uh, never heard of gin and tonics in a can. I love it, though. Uh, it's something love it. that I love it. Uh, overseas, is, I guess. It's not common, but it exists. So you yeah, could go yeah, to Australia or the I've UK and, and um, or mainland Europe and, and, and uh, encounter some of the products like that. But, uh, I mean, for us, I would like to see more spirits produced. So we've been doing uh, gin, and we made a lot of whiskey, which we're continuing to lay down in barrels. And uh, we have some of the white whiskey or the... You know what I mean? Early, uh, yeah, the unaged stuff available. We utilize it in the tasting room. Well, and you get to reuse cocktails. that later, right? It's a barrel. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're yeah, we're kind it's, of. It's all forward looking, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're we're presenting it right now and saying like this is something that's going to come, but we're like showing a spirit, and it's like a you know quite frankly, it's believe it or not, I feel like it's a high utility spirit because it's like we at, at the anniversary party, I'm a Bloody Mary drinker, yeah. and I was like we, we freaking need Bloody Marys at this thing, and, the, <laughs> and I took a bottle of that the uh, white whiskey. It's we call it negative space. And I took that home last year for, or the beginning of the year for uh, Super Bowl. We had a bunch of people over the house, and I made Bloody Marys with that. And it was yeah. like, stuff is awesome. And yeah, like, man. You know, and um, Jesse, um, uh, our brewer, swears up and down he's never going to make vodka because it's like, it's just, you know what I mean? It's not, it's so finesse yeah. to making vodka. And yet the whiskey we're presenting right now is saying this is a new, like a, a unaged spirit so it's clear in appearance but it's just an indication of like where the product's going to go so most right. of it is laying down in barrels and we're going to at least age them all for a minimum of four years so the earliest batches we've, we have a year on now right yeah. now the, actually technically the first thing we made was some whiskey yeah, yeah. at the facility before we made any beer you did a run of it and then like that was the first thing to get laid down and so we're doing like on the spirit side of the business, we're doing one gin run a month and like three batches of whiskey, yeah. and that will we're gonna be stockpiling it up. Yeah. And you know, because like I've, I've had a few from Dogfish Head, which yeah. I've never been, but I mean, people have smuggled back, if you will. And I mean, they do like a peanut butter vodka, and that's just yeah. completely off the chart. Like, yeah, yeah, it's what, what is that, right? I don't but know. it's good, right? Like, yeah. it's it's the same, I feel like it's the same spirit of craft brewing. like. 
what can we do that nobody's done before because we think about it. We just want to do that. I feel like it was very interesting, and I was uh, taken by it, uh, how a number of craft breweries then added the extension of uh, distillation onto their operations. Okay. Um, and when um, Jesse, the uh, brewer, came to me and told me they were talking about this project, initially I had worked with him in the past uh, doing distribution for his company when he was at Carton. Right. And um, he had decided to uh, start his own company, and I already knew he was a very talented brewer, but then... Um, when he then, and I was like, Simon, yeah, I'm like, we had this meeting, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down, I'm down. And then he's like, oh, we're going to be doing distillations. And I'm like, oh, man, you're, now you're killing me. Like, I was like, uh, <laughs> all right, don't talk to anybody else. You know, it was before we were doing fundraising, and um, um, our other owner, Laura, had a Spears background. So it was like, she wanted to open a distillery, he wanted to open a brewery, and then it kind of came together, like, well, let's do both. And so, like, coming back to your original question, like, what's next for us? It's like, we haven't wholesaled any of our liquor. We've taken out those the cans of gin and tonic. Yeah. Uh, so far, we're uh, for the anniversary party. We produced another gin and tonic that was um, in, in canned up there with hibiscus, so it pours pink. Right. Which is, oh, and nice. it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's delicious. We have it on draft at the tasting room. It's but just like, an I want inviting color. I know it's <laughs> kind of like what's that? But I mean, like. I want to see more array of cocktails and cans coming from us. I want to see a, a growth on the spirit side. And like initially, and then coming back to the beer though, we were really kind of doing IPAs, yeah, lagers. You know, we didn't we didn't start out doing like a lot of really crazy beers that had a lot of wacky ingredients. We didn't do any sours or yeah. Brett beers initially. Sure. We have a couple now. We were only beginning now that we're a year into it, like to start making some of those beers, and we want to have them offered in the roster. But on the other hand, it, it seemed like IPA is very popular in this country, and so that's like obviously what we wanted to be able to produce and but it also seemed like it was kind of like elevated blue collar beer as well yeah i felt like we were doing it sure. was like this is beer rather than right, right. standing so, the world on his head yeah, let, yeah. Let, let me ask you so you guys uh um it wasn't on the menu last time like last couple times i was there but you guys did the approved stout and and i, I enjoyed that i thought that was a smooth oh, man, that, drinking stout it was so good yeah it really was so, I mean, you know, there's not many of those styles of beers on your menu currently. Is, is that something you guys, you know, yeah. in the, in the mean, future you think seasonal. that's going to become? I mean, we just yeah. actually made a Schwartz beer. Okay. Yeah, and they tapped it yesterday over at the brewery. In Fuck fact, yeah, they, I got to come over and they, try that. They put my last name on the beer. Did they? Yeah, Steinhauer Schwartz Steinhauer beer. Steinhauer That's <laughs> a nice Steinhauer, ring to it. Steinhauer, yeah. Steinhauer Schwartz beer. And so I, I, like, we were trying to figure out what to call it the other day, and I jokingly was like, call Steinhauer. And he's like, well, if they, they got to order it like that. And then Jesse freaking sent me like to all the stuff. He's like, uh, and then I saw it. He didn't tell me he was really going to do it. I, I said, they're all, everybody laughed when I said it because <laughs> I joke around a lot. But uh, that's, that's a dope name. I know. I, and then he name. sent me the thing over. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, You're really going to do this? So I called my dad. My dad was like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, dad, we Fuck made it. Yeah. We, finally, we finally did this. You guys got your name on a beer. That's good I shit. I know. It's kind of epic, right? Yeah. It made man. my day. But uh, that's what just got produced, though. I mean, I like that's coming back to the Germanic stuff. I mean, I love that yeah. sort of 
stuff. It's like black beer. Oh, yeah. If you're blindfolded, you probably wouldn't guess that it's probably that deep of a hue. Yet, on the other hand, it's roasty, but like light-bodied yep. and well-rounded. You know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. like coming back to what you were saying, that was the shit, man. And like that. And then we did. Um, it's impressive. To, to pull off a beer like we that. We had a really nice porter that was definitely more bubblegummy and interesting, but that stout was like, I don't know. That beer was one of my, we, I have like my favorite local. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Uh, you can get some green new beer. Respect. Yeah, you can't keep me much longer. I want to go hang out with her. Um, Listen, we understand. That's fair. I, I, I want to chase this girl. Um, but <laughs> I said, um, give us as much good information as you can as she comes back with a beer. Go for it. Okay. Um, by the way, we love you and we love Interborough. It's been fun. It's been fucking you, great. Uh, when you, I mean, I, you, when you've passed through, it's been awesome. You're doing an awesome thing here. I mean, this is fun. It's like we're just Thank spreading you. the word. I mean, I don't think we're trying to take over the world. We're just trying to make good, good tasting product. I love our beer. You know what I mean? And I think it's been tasting good. And I, I love the fact that people are enjoying it. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's I got into this whole racket to share and, and celebrate all this stuff. And. And not have to sell insurance for a living and take you your go. fear money. But no. I'd rather just be like, have take, a take, fuck the fear money, I, take the beer money. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Well, I, I go home and rest my head a little bit easier. And I'd be there like, I'm like, somebody's, somebody said to me in a long time ago, because uh, I was doing distribution for a long time before doing this. And they're like, how many pregnancies do you think you're <laughs> responsible for by now? And I'm like, a few. Bad question. <laughs> bad question. <laughs> You wanted the best for me right now. I gave you the worst. But you know, you know what though? Like, uh, what I love about Edinburgh is not not just the beers that you guys produce, and you guys produce really good beers. But it's just the vibe there. You Vibe's know, you, nice. It, it, it's an open setting, yeah. so you you can. I, I know some some like space in New York is hard, and you guys got a good it's, space. It's a challenge. Yeah, opening yeah. any business here is a Definitely. challenge, and then dealing with liquor authorities and all yeah. that stuff. Let alone building apartments. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah yeah. And uh, for sure, and and I, I respect that hustle. And, and I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I mean, we uh, were fortunate enough to do a show there uh, last year, actually, probably back in January yep. uh, with Jesse, and um, it was good stuff, man. We I should I, have I, you back. I, I, hey, man, we would love to come back. Have you back. We we, yeah. we love uh, we love what you guys are doing over there, and, and uh, we appreciate your uh, input into the uh, you know New York craft culture. And, yeah, uh, it's, well, it's definitely cool, man. This is a great community. I mean, we've done so many collabs. Like this summer, we did a rash of them, and it was just awesome because it's just like, and everybody helps each other out. I mean, like you know, we, we've asked some of our friends uh, in the community to like help us out at certain moments when we need things, and like we've we had people come in and pick up yeast the other day because they were in a pinch. It's like they come together, so get, get your butt over it's, here, and like yeah. what, what, what can we do? And so yeah, everybody's yeah. it's a helping hand. It's really hand. funny. I actually just moved here in July, right? And I saw you guys. On all kinds of tap lists everywhere, right? Right. And they were almost always collabs. And so oh, yeah. We, we and at a, first, literally, because I was so new to the city, I thought you were a gypsy brewery just brewing with other breweries. So it was hilarious to me to realize you had your own brewery just because I'd only seen uh, with everybody else because yeah. I didn't even know yet. Yeah. And once I got to go, I was like, oh, awesome. You, you are your own brewery, but you were with everybody at once, I'm which is awesome to hear. And convinced. Like said, the community is amazing here. I'm convinced. The whole collaborative thing is an excuse for everybody to have lunch together. <laughs> like, let's go to Arizona and have lunch with those guys. It works, right, though? I know a brewery and then that drink works. Their beer. I just so. think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. 
So you you have some beer in front of you. I, I know you need to run. Yes. Uh, really quick though, what what are you uh, before you uh, part ways with us? What are you what are you drinking right now? I don't know, Mel. What are we drinking? <laughs> what are we drinking here? <laughs> 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 evil twin in this. Is Evil Twin finally here? Yeah, they're they're over with Stillwater. Yeah, oh shit, we need to hit them up next. Oh, I've already got the Stillwater. Evil Twin's next. Evil Twin is dope. I, I'm I'm excited for to have those guys coming into Queens, Queens no all day, baby, Queens all day. Uh, very excited. But Jay, any uh, I know you got to run. Thank you so much for hopping on the show my with pleasure. us. We love you guys. We love Interborough. Thank you. Any parting words, my friend? I'm happy it's fall. Yes. Today is the first day of fall. This is like the uh, last day of end summer. Of summer. Right? Yeah, it's the last day of summer here, and I'm glad of the seasonal shift. Let's drink some dark beer. Right on, man. Let's go dark. Right on. And uh, thank you so much. Thanks for hopping on the show. And uh, hey, man, we'll be in the tap room drinking with you soon. Cheers, thank brother. You. My pleasure. Cheers. Cheers, man. Hey, we hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode. We'll be back next week with the Forest Hills Community Gardens Charity Event Show. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this episode. It's loaded with special guests, including some very talented home brewers. Speaking of charity, BTBT is proud to be co-sponsoring the pop-up sample sale charity event at Absurd Conclave in Bushwick, Brooklyn on November 18th and 19th. Visit Eventbrite to get your tickets. All proceeds go to Puerto Rican Hurricane Relief. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time, drink local, drink fresh, repeat. You know, I, you know, we have a couple of other guys on the show, uh, uh, Justin Pittsburgh and Mexican Pete, and I, and I understand you feel a certain way about these guys. You have a message for them. Well, I happen to like Justin uh, and, and Mexican Pete as well. One of the few. And if it were up to me, I would have a third term so I could secure that uh, Mexican Pete would not... Uh, Go south of the border, if you will. If he, yes. could, if he could order some nachos and say, I'll take us south of the border, uh, I, I would hope that uh, uh, people would not show up at the door saying, you have to go further south. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He'll find his fucking way back in. You can't stop him. That's what it is. Hey, this is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. Uh, having a good time at the well, you know, we just chilling out. It's good fucking time. Uh, the bell, the the well, rather, is a very nice space. Uh, we had a lot of great beers poured here tonight. Uh, a lot of great breweries uh, representing. We had POTUS on, which was also dope. Well, presidential hey now. Presidential hey now. And uh, Perry, man, you got any uh, parting words? Any 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 closing thoughts? Uh, I guess all I gotta say is my only other time here at the well was happy hour. And yeah. if you're in for a happy hour, this is the place to go. Right on. There so we go. Definitely recommend it. That's what that is what it is. Beer today, beer tomorrow. We are signing off. We put in a solid uh, two and a half hours of podcast goodness for y'all motherfuckers. And uh, we're signing off. So uh, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.